This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hello? Hey Taylor, it's Gary V. You're on the Ask Gary V Show. No way! Yes Holy way! Crap. Okay. Where yeah. are you from? Sweet. I'm from Buffalo, New York. I love it. Are you a Bills fan? Ah, uh, unfortunately, yes. All right, I know you said I'm fortunate. Well, not very good. I know. Well, listen, neither are the Jets. Don't worry. So, what's going on? <laughs> um, nothing much. I basically was dying to ask you a question. Um, currently graduated college last May, and I'm trying to build my own business, brand, hustle, all that kind of stuff. And my question for you is, and I'm probably sure that a lot of people ask this or I'm wondering okay. the same thing. It's okay. How do you get over the stump of you're graduating and you feel all this pressure because you're trying to build something but you're still so young but you want to do this fast and grow it big and I'm just in a rut and I can't get out of it but I have a hustle and a drive that I know I'll be able to build something but I'm just in this space that's I know not at. allowing me to. So let me help you. The space you're awesome. in is probably the macro micro issue. So it's macro patience, micro speed, right? So what do I yeah. mean by that? You need to be patient as fuck, Taylor. You're you're 22, 23 <laughs> years old. Like what do you think's going to happen overnight? Yeah, I know. So you need to be fast 7 a.m. to 2 in the morning every day, but in the big picture you need to realize nothing good is going to happen for the next 6 years. Okay. And do you think that I should just try every good idea that I think I have and just go for it all out? Or do you think I should stick with one thing at a time? Uh, I think the fact that you've even asked that question that you should taste flirting with a lot of different things because you'll be crippled by the what if if you don't. Even though that's not the perfect formula to build the biggest short-term wealth because you should go triple down on one thing instead of being half pregnant on nine. Okay. Taylor, like let, me, let me tell you something. You, like, let me ask you the pressure. Who are you, like, are you trying to prove to yourself, to your siblings, to your parents, to the world? Like, who are you trying to prove that you're successful to or that this was the right call as you're, or you're gonna make it? Like, that's what you have to figure out. Mm, that's a good like, question. Like what, are you, like, what are you impatient for? Like, what's, what's the problem? You wanna buy a fucking I, Rolex? Like, what, what's, the, what's, <laughs> what's, what's the rush? I feel like I've known that I'm meant to do something big. Me and too. I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. Me too. And so it's in my blood, it's in my bones. Good. And I feel like I watch all these other millennials hitting these huge, I guess, milestones in their what life. What milestones? And then I'm let's just break, here. Let, let's break it down. How old are you? I'm 22, about to be 23. Okay, what milestone, please give me a millennial and the milestone they achieved that makes you feel like you're just sitting in fucking Buffalo. Well, I'm sitting in Buffalo, which is one thing I'm not happy about. But, well, that's right, because it's home um, of the Buffalo Bills, piece of shit team. But, yeah. what, what, but, 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 <laughs> yeah. but, but before you go there, forget about sitting in Buffalo. Who's the millennial and what's the milestone that's making you feel like you're sitting there? Go, the truth, go. Um, well, honestly, there's people on social media, which definitely is not always true, Who? but I watched, oh God, I guess the only thing on the spot I can think of is a Kardashian or a Jenner, which is lame, but. 
Can we talk about this? Yeah, please? I feel like sure. Like you're telling me that Kylie Jenner's fucking trillion followers on Instagram makes you feel like you're just sitting there? No, I feel like the fact that she's already got a business started that's super successful. Did you fact? Did you fact? Did comes you with her fame? Did you factor in the fact that her sisters and mom architected something for ten years while she was a teenager that she was able to walk directly into that gave her a springboard and that she had the financial capabilities of deploying ungodly amounts of, you know, plastic surgery and the and all the other variable things that she's been able to do to create that culture and that financial benefit. Yeah. Did you factor in that her mom is a ninja architect of business and created that framework? Yeah, and I feel like not many people give them the credit for that. I totally I, think that they built this empire. I agree, but what the fuck does that have to do with you? It has nothing to do with me, I know. No shit. <laughs> Remember how I, I don't know if you saw this where I said stop looking at your friend's shit or whatever the fuck I put on Instagram? Yeah. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it doesn't matter. What the, like you looking at the Kardashians is the most ludicrous horseshit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, that's just the first thing that could pop into my head. Great, give me another, listen, me, we're here, we're here. Give me another one. Um, there's a guy in London, I can't I'm think of his stop. name at the I'm gonna, top I'm gonna stop you right now. Okay. Let me give you some, I was gonna say fatherly, I guess my father is 40. Oh, no. I'll give you some massively older brother uncle advice. You ready? <laughs> okay, yes. Every second you spend thinking about what somebody else has is taking away from time that you could create something for yourself. Yeah. You're, you're losing. You're losing because you're laying in your bed looking at somebody's fucking glamorous photoshopped picture of them doing something cool and you're envious and you're jealous and you're impatient and it's crippling your upside. Yeah, because that's where I want to be and I know I'm not there yet. You haven't done shit. I know. So go do shit that actually gets you there so that you earn it instead of like you dwelling that you're not there and hoping something's gonna happen. I don't know what's going through your mind. Yeah, well I guess I'm hustling on the side but I don't think I'm doing enough, I guess. You definitely aren't doing enough if you have enough time to fucking consume the content of a Kardashian and some boy in London. That's true. Taylor, listen to me. (laughs) Taylor, listen. You've gotta deploy patience and you've gotta love the process. I'm addicted to the process of the battle scars, the setbacks, the lack of, you know. Taylor, I gave up my entire 20s. All of them. Imagine not doing anything fun or going anywhere for the next eight years, including Saturday and Sunday. That's what I did from 22 to 30. Every day I spent 15 hours a day in a liquor store, thought about a liquor store, built a liquor store, sold wine, like spent every day. Like this last weekend, don't lie to me Taylor, what did you do this last weekend? What did you do fucking Friday, Saturday and Sunday? Tell me the truth, don't bullshit me. Yeah. No bullshit. Um, I'm helping my mom right now on digital media and branding for her company. Love you. And so I had a marketing meeting with Love one you. of the people doing that. Love you. And then I also. How much time um, did you have? How much? Did, how much time did you have for yourself on Saturday and Sunday that was not working every minute? Tell me the truth. A lot. A lot. I know. So that's the punchline, right? Now imagine this. Yeah. When I tell you this, you spent more downtime on not your career this weekend than I did in my entire 20s combined. Oh shit, okay. That puts things into perspective. I think so. 
Awesome. I think so too. Yeah, I need to just get to it. Taylor, you need to do me a huge favor. If you really want to win and you want to come to New York in eight years and shake my hand, here's what you need to do. You need to stop giving a shit about what anybody else has and realize that if you put your head down and just work for the next 10 years, no glamour, no new fucking car, suitcase, jewelry, trip, event, no Coachella, no fucking new fucking sneakers, like fucking work, you will have it. And every time you care about one of the things I just mentioned, it will slow down your process of having it. Okay, so in less than eight years, when I'm a millionaire by 25, I'll come shake your hand. I promise you that statement itself made me 100% guarantee that you won't. No. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's how this works. Being a millionaire at 25 when you're 22 and you're at dick shit and haven't even started is inconceivable unless you fucking hit the lotto. What's the romance? Okay. What's the romance of I want to make you know how everybody says Gary Vee when are you going to buy the Jets in 2 years and then I reply 20 years? I'm romantic about the journey and the process, which is why I'm actually going to pull it off. You're trying to be a millionaire by 25. How, Taylor? It's just a goal I've always had. Why? And right now with what I'm doing, I guess it's not. That's right. It's an arbitrary bullshit thing that means nothing. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather guarantee millionaireship by 36 than by, by doing long-term marathon running versus doing a bunch of bullshit sprints that guarantees never having it? And I promise you, a funny thing happens yeah. to your self-esteem when you're 31 and not a millionaire because you've been chasing fast fucking cash and you're now six years removed from not hitting your goal. Your self-esteem starts fucking with your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen carefully. I, I want to buy the New York Jets, but when I clarify it to everybody, I want the process of trying to buy the New York Jets more than buying the New York Jets. Understand? Yeah. Because ultimately, that's the end goal, but there's a process behind that. You have to understand, I don't give a fuck about the end goal. I care about the process, the enjoyment of doing it. You're not enjoying yourself trying to get to a million bucks over the next three years. No. <laughs> You're right. Oh, I know I'm right. I'm just sticking on this right now because I feel like we've gone into this deep enough that I might as well hold on for a couple more minutes to see if I can actually pull you through instead of you just being on this high of practicality for 36 hours and then going back to Instagram bullshit in 48 hours. I need to deactivate that shit. <laughs> no, you need to learn the discipline to be able to put it in the proper bucket. Yeah. I just feel like I hold myself at this pedestal only it's crippling myself because I'm not actually doing the things to get there. Of course. So you're playing a fake narrative instead of putting in the actual work that's needed to actually pull it off. Wishing instead of executing. And then, yeah. and then what's happening is you're living a fake world to yourself but you know it which then changes your behavior in the way that you interact with others. It's true. I know. Like, for all my bravado now, I was real quiet in my 20s. People made fun of me. Like, you work in your dad's liquor store? I'm in Wall Street making 100,000. I got a BMW. I'm like, that's nice, Pat. Yeah. Do you understand the level of disrespect I have for Pat? Do you, love, do you understand the level of disrespect I have for all those 20, 30, 40, 50 year olds flashing shit on fucking Instagram with short term moves? I can't wait for the fucking world to melt. I can't wait for all these bullshit people to get fucking hosed out when the economy gets shit. 
Yes, because they're short-term affording these things that are flashy, but in the long term, it's not sustainable for what they're doing right now. Yeah, but meanwhile, you're admiring the fuck out of them. I know, it's a problem. No shit, Taylor. It's really bad. Taylor, you need to start fucking loving the process and the work and the grind. You need to start respecting people that are like sleeping within, like, with four roommates and buying their t-shirts at Walmart. Yeah, you know what? I feel like I need that wake up, but I feel like I need to hit rock bottom to have that wake up. I'm too comfortable right now and it's, it's I don't, annoying the I, shit out of me. I don't, I don't think so. I think you're saying you need to hit rock bottom because it buys you more time to bullshit like you are right now. Mm, I never thought of that. You know what I mean? Like you know it's not working. You're just saying, by the way, let me go complete left field on you. You're a 22 year old girl, woman. Like it's okay to enjoy a little bit now too. You've heard me say regrets. If you, I don't know how deep you know my content, but once in a blue moon when people ask me the advice for 25 year old Gary, the answer is go have fun, asshole. It would have been okay to go to Vegas or Acapulco or like, like do some dumb shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so, so, yeah. so. I think I've had my fun in college though and now I feel like it's time to work. Well, you're, you know, no, that's the bullshit PR version, Taylor. The reality, Taylor, is still fucking in that zone. Hmm. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Don't hold yourself accountable to arbitrary bullshit fantasies. Just put in work and enjoy that. Enjoy eating shit and dirt and bleeding and the grind and don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. Why you haven't done it, why are you doing that? Have four jobs. Fucking Wendy's, Walmart, your side hustle. Work, train, learn. Don't think you're a digital expert just because you're 22 and you have an Instagram account. Show me how much fucking shit you've sold with your digital social media skills. Okay. Do you understand? No, I do, yeah. You're just, you're just, you're just completely in the wrong game and I'm holding you on to this because you and 99% of the people that are watching are playing the same game. I know, which is why I wanted to ask the question. But you're looking, I can't, but you're, I'm obviously not the only one. No, you're the majority and, and the massive majority. The question is, you just, need to be stu- you just need to understand the following. You can trick losers. You're not tricking me. Good, because I want honest answers. You don't need my honest answer. You know you're not tricking yourself either. None of us are tricking ourselves. I just want to remind yeah. you that you might be able to trick your Uncle Hal and you might be able to trick your girlfriend that was in your fucking college with you, but you're not tricking a winner when you're bullshitting. Got it? Got it. So even if you're posturing and pandering and PRing yourself, no winner thinks you're winning. Yeah, because I'm not. I know. Work. That's the answer to all these questions. Got learn, it. learn things, do stuff, try to sell shit, learn how to make money, work. All right, I will. Was this good? Awesome, thank you so much. Can you do me a huge favor? Yeah. Can you email me in 30 days and don't bullshit me? What's your Twitter handle? Or Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? I don't. That's fine. Instagram, mm-hmm. it's at the fabulous journey. At the fabulous journey. Yeah. Me and my whole team and the entire Vayner Nation is watching. Oh shit, okay. I'm gonna, suff- I'm gonna smoke you out of your bullshit. <laughs> okay. Everybody's watching. Okay, I got it. Do you understand? Yeah. I like your blue dress. 
<laughs> Thank you. I got it on sale. I like that answer. That's the best thing you said all fucking. <laughs> that's the best thing you said this whole time. Listen, slow and steady wins the race. You're only competing with yourself. Okay. Got it. Got it. Nobody else defines you. Not me. Not everybody watching. Not your mom. Not the fucking Kardashians. You. Got it. You can grind and be patient for ten years, every day and still be nine years younger than me and I would trade places with you. That's how amazing having time on your side is. Yeah, time's everything. So use it. I will. Good, see ya. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, this is Justin. Hey Justin, it's Gary Vaynerchuk on the Ask Gary V Show and you're on with Tony Conrad. Gary V and Tony, what's up? How are you? Really good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. What's your question, bro? Uh, my question is, I, I developed a product that's coming up on a year now that transforms cremated remains into a glaze for ceramic design objects. Tony, admit right and now, this is, the, <laughs> this is the greatest show that you've ever been on. This is, I've just gone from Tony, tomato farming to cannabis evolution to, to this, like, okay, this is like dead people turning into glaze. This is this is kind of a new one for me. <laughs> me too. Listen, I've been pitched a lot. Just don't I'm, put that glaze on donuts. No, I am fired the fuck up right now to hear what's going to come out of your mouth. Go ahead. Totally. Yeah. So. When we launched, we got tons of press from Today Show, The Guardian, Times London, all this stuff. It's really cool. Real quick, real quick, because I was so, hold on, I apologize, brother. I was so freaked out and excited that I need to hear the next part of the word glazed, because I'm like, is it a glazed donut? Is it a glazed, like, like, what is it one more time? You take the cremation of a person into a glazed what? Uh, Ceramic design objects, so. Something to uh, hang in your home? Sure, yeah, vases, wall pieces, jewelry, uh, and we even sell coffee mugs. Right. So you're drinking out. You're drinking your coffee <laughs> out of great grandmother. That's a whole new level yeah. of drinking Dude, a cup of Joe. Bro, real quick, you have to email me separately. I'm signing up for my. I, I want to be turned into a mass product. I want to be in everybody's home in America. Three hundred. I need. Can you turn a human into three hundred million pieces? Like I want every yeah, American totally. wearing my ring. Absolutely, okay. man. That would be that would be so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Will Will you commit right now to wear my ring of my death on your finger when I die? Yeah. First oh, customer. Yeah, yeah. First customer. All right, go ahead. Keep going. So you get all this you, press. You could, probably, you could probably have a lot of people doing that at your funeral. Dude, I'm fucking focused on this. Why do you think I'm keeping you on the line? Keep going. So you, of course you get a ton of press. Makes a ton of sense. That's right, why right. we're all reacting. Now what? Totally. Absolutely. We make some sales uh, on the internet and then uh, I've identified the, the way to grow the company as uh, funeral home retail. And I'm having trouble w- uh, getting the funeral homes to carry our product in their showrooms, uh, even with the sales proof that I'm providing. And are your products dummy products that if I walk in, I would see and, it's, and they could say, hey, by the way, you could turn your relative or loved one into this thing when that moment comes? Or since Correct. it happened? Yeah. Okay, I see. Okay, when you say you've made sales, what is the actual, because it feels a little B2B more than B2C. Like if my great, 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 great grandfather passes away and I want to do this, what's the cost to me to do it? 
What's the uh, website? For a, the for a piece of jewelry, the average yeah. is $200. For a larger bottle, the average is about $600. I see. So you're saying that you're just taking a little tiny piece of the of the DNA and creating it, I guess? It's not like we're taking the whole body and dissecting it into tons of product. Correct. Yeah, they send, they send one cup of ashes to my studio, which is essentially calcium phosphate, and we turn it into a... Uh, a glaze, which is essentially a glass coating. Well, it's a great idea, but th- there's some challenges here, right? So normally, I don't like businesses that are dependent on other businesses to be successful, right? So you're dependent okay. on yep. here the funeral home channel because you have a timing issue, right? You can't, it's not like, like some businesses that might um, help somebody navigate or create products around death, right? They can do it post. Right, they can follow the right. obituaries in the paper. They can, there's all kinds of databases out there. You can do direct marketing, but you, but you all need, kinds of great but stuff. You but you got a window stuff. here, and it's when that moment, like you know, Uncle George just died, what about, what about, and you got to cremate them, what and you got to pull some ashes and send it out. Right? Wait a minute, I would go a different route. Right. There are a ton of people with ego and and narcissistic tendencies like myself that you should go to before they die so they put it yeah. in the will. I think the channel B2B is not funeral homes. Yeah. I think it's lawyers and will platforms uh, that okay. I think because because then you're playing to somebody's ego and it's easier to sell to somebody on the ego and happiness versus the sadness of the traumatic event that just happened. Right. Oh, you like that, really huh, Jake? Yeah. You like that psychology? I hit you deep there, Jake Ben Ruby. That was By good way, psychology. Man. I can't believe it, Gary. I'm gonna invest in that idea if you do it. I think this is an interesting business. I mean it. Like I think the shrine with the ashes in it is kind of, you know, cool and interesting. And like I genuinely think, like for me, if I could convince my parents, you know, you know, I would much rather have them in my home than somewhere. Like I think it's pretty interesting. Now you're taking it to a totally different level. I think it's pretty clever, man. I would assume, there's no way that you guys were the first company to turn ashes and DNA into products, right? Because it seems so logical. You guys are trying to do it in a more modern and better way. Am I correct in that assumption? Correct, yeah, there's glass products, there's resin products. We're the first to do it with glaze and ceramics. Do you know the the company called Dollar Shave Club? Yeah. <laughs> so what Dollar Shave Club did was they created a video and it really was the spearhead to their business. I think your business totally. is so unique to the reason why it became viral in the PR world. I think you should spend fifty dollars to $100,000 and you may not have that as a startup or get some interns or do the best you can. Produce what I would deem a fifty dollars to $100,000 video output even if you paid zero to produce okay. a video that is got the right tone, and I don't know if it's humorous, I don't know if it's not humorous, I don't know if it's sentimental. I actually think, back to my thesis, you should make four videos, one that's emotional, one that's ridiculously, ridiculously funny, but I think your business could explode if you made Facebook videos, two minute videos, the way Purple Mattress, if you wanna go look at an example, are doing around your business. I can see you getting a video that gets 87 million views on Facebook that could change the outcome of your business. Okay, that, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it's probably humor, right? It's humor, for sure. And you think I should target the pre, the planning, not the post-death families? 
I, well, I think you got you got to work both angles. Think, but yeah. if you're dependent on funeral homes, they're going to be slow adopters. The economics aren't really clear for they're, them. They're gatekeepers. Yeah, they're, they're traditional. They're worried to offend. They're not going to be innovative. You're going to get nobody. That's right. Well, you're going to get okay. some, but you're not yeah. going to get scale. Correct. Nobody. Yeah. 17 yeah. people that are progressive, yeah. that got the kid coming in, they want to do something different, but not 99.1% of the market. That's right. That's pretty cool, man. You Good luck, man. It. Awesome. Take care. I bet you didn't think that question was coming today. Hello, this is Chandler. Chandler, this is Gary Vee on your ass, and you are on the Ask Gary Vee Show. Hey, how are you doing? Doing really well. Please say hello to my phenomenal guest, John. Hey. John, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I got to tell you guys, you're both uh, idols of mine, so this is awesome. Sounds like you're a very smart man. Yes, obviously a man of great <laughs> taste. Great, <laughs> clearly. You are a winner. Yeah, it depends on what day you talk to my Chandler, wife. Chandler, you are a winner. Uh, what, can yeah. we, what can we help you with? Yeah, so I run a barbecue restaurant in Lexington, uh, Kentucky, and you guys are marketing geniuses, both of you. Um, so just, you know, what advice do you have for small guys like me, you know, competing with the big guys out there? John, before you answer that, Chandler, can you give us a little more context? How many years? What kind of revenue? Like, give, give us something to give you a real answer. I mean, we could give real good answers yep. to that question, but here we are, right? Let's go, yep. let's go even right. a little further. Give us a little more context. How long you open? How yeah. much you doing in sales? Sure. So uh, we started as a food tent uh, a couple years nice. back. Worked our way up to a gas station. Love it. Uh, after that, um, we actually just closed that location to open our next location, which is a real location now. So... Um, yeah, we'll do about a million dollars in sales. Good for you. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we're just, we, we've done a lot of social media stuff to this point, but, you know, it seems like, I don't know. I, it's I, been I tapped out. Like we, we, we hit a plateau, yeah, you know what happens. I mean? And I'm, like, we're, we're getting ready to bring a video guy on full time. Uh, Where's your like location? Is there, how, show how, you on how, how you feeling about your location? Our new location is really strong, um, but you know I'm 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 one of those guys like what we're doing now is plenty to make enough money. The problem is is that we're just like I always want more. You know what I mean? I'm always trying to get better. I don't want to get complacent. I really feel like we just hit plateau. So, um, How many cars so go by each day? What's your traffic count? Uh, the road we're on, you're probably fifteen thousand or so. Okay, so so you're on a road that would qualify for a national franchise. So he's got some good potential based upon the traffic sure. on that road. You know, I'm going to say something. And yeah. I, I think Gary's going to agree with me. You know, we're not in the in the uh, content business. We're not in the restaurant business. You're not in the barbecue business. We're all in the business of creating reactions. When a post mm -hmm. creates a reaction, it works, doesn't it? 100%. When it creates right. no reaction, Absolutely, it yeah. doesn't work. So the post isn't the product. The reaction is the product. The post is the vehicle. To you, barbecue wow, yeah. isn't a product. Barbecue is a vehicle. The product is a reaction. Are people reacting well? Are they sitting up when the food hits the table? Are their feet tapping to the music you're playing? How are your guests reacting to what you're doing? Yeah, everything reaction-wise has been fantastic. You know, they're all my mom's recipes, all homemade. We like to joke she was farm to table before it was hip. Uh, you know, she grew up on a farm in South Georgia. But yeah, I mean, people love the food. So you Tons got a story. Use online. Yeah, so, yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. You have a story. And the most powerful asset to marketing, particularly to millennials these days, is to have a story. Is that story online? Do people know that story? Your mother's recipe? Uh, uh, are you creating curiosity online and in a marketplace to try your mom's recipes? I think we're. I'm, pro I'm, the, I'm the guy that does the marketing. I'm probably dropping the ball on not really hammering home uh, the mom side of the story. Not, not sure. only that, you're not hammering home shit because you haven't posted on Instagram in four days. 
Uh, you are you are right about that. I'm aware, and so to me, you hit a, you know hitting a plateau from a marketing standpoint. Like you as somebody who's got such a great piece of you have food for Instagram. Like you've been right. given a gift. I'm working with people that have concrete companies, like like fencing, like doorknobs. You have barbecue food in Kentucky. Like you should be posting right. four times a day on Instagram, right? And Mm-hmm. And and you're not. So for me, you haven't tapped out anything. You haven't even started. But it's even more than that. Right. I'd, I'd be posting pictures of the smoker, the product smoking, the raw product, you know, making real quality statements in what you're doing. You've got to create curiosity so people want to walk mm-hmm. through the front door and taste it. And Chandler, when you have a baby that ridiculously cute sitting next to you and working on the business, like this is, <laughs> you, you, so you wait a minute, you've got barbecue in Kentucky, which allows you to speak about a lot of things like sports and other things. It doesn't have to always be about the food, right? You could talk about the, the basketball team and things of that nature. The recruits. You think so? You think people like 100%, that kind of A hundred percent, brother. If, like you, if okay. you literally post and use the hashtag, whoever Kentucky recruited, and I promise you five of them are superstars, and you use their right. hashtag of those five, I promise you that people are gonna discover that because they're clicking that hashtag. Kentucky, bas- Kentucky basketball, it's religion. About it. It is it's religion. religion. So yeah, I absolutely right. do. Like when I look at your Instagram, and, and great job by Andy here, like pulling up your stuff, like, we haven't even begun here, right? And right. you could do one day just on the beans. One day just on the coleslaw. Like one day just on the beans. Like four right, pieces right. of content just on the beans. Are the beans good? Right. Man, that's so easy to do too. I mean, you're 100% right because it's all made from scratch. So the essence of making stuff from scratch is a story. Chiller, so, are yeah, the beans also, good? I mean, you can see the path there. Yeah, I mean, they're the best fucking beans on the planet. Dude, I love somewhere. beans. So I gotta got tell you something. I'm looking at your page right now. And, 12 plus hours. and there's a bottom left picture, which I gotta tell you guys, is one who takes professional food pictures. That picture sucks. And the reason why is you're showing little unimportant things. You gotta come in on the meat. You gotta show the juiciness, the thickness of the ribs. You did ribs. a good job here on this one. Right, like what is yes. that? That's a hush poppy, right? But you're getting closer to the product. You can see the crisp, the flavor. Try to make these right. pictures a little closer. Try to get people to connect. Those are look, okay, what but about, that's almost a little too shit. close. There you go. That's some shit right there. Look at right. the U.S. Air Force. Is there a base nearby? Uh, no, not here. And this life. and this post on May 14th, the one that said Happy Mother's Day, right? You know, yep. you, you've got the Mother's Day hashtag, but there's no other hashtags that you used, right? You could have, right. so yeah. like, you gotta get into best practices too. And remember, right, you called in, that means you know me, and I always say, watch sure. what I'm doing, not what, I, what I'm saying, and like, you know that I'm treating my Instagram very differently than you're treating your Instagram, right? Right, yeah. I, mean, I guess I, um, I, I, I guess I just had to double down on, I mean, I'm not, I guess for our market, I'm just not believing in Instagram, but that's probably dumb, so. I mean, we, we not, do a ton not, of Facebook not, advertising and really go into that, but. Yeah, you I know, mean, it, I, look. Look, it's not about being dumb or not, or it being dumb or not. It's 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 mapping your output to your ambition. You've achieved something what incredible. What do you mean by that? Well, I'll explain. You've achieved something incredible. Most people will never build a business that does a million dollar years in revenue, right? right. And I have no, no idea. A million plus. A million plus. God bless. <laughs> right? To me, yeah. Yeah, to right. me, I just heard from you. You open this, and let's rewind it. That said, you're still hungry, and like, you, right. you, I'm not, listen. You got a little one at home. I'm not telling you how to do your work-life balance. I'm not telling you. You do you. Here's what I can tell you: by looking at your 
Facebook and YouTube and Instagram in a 2018 environment around food culture that is completely being dominated by consumption online, I don't think your actions are speaking to you being hungry. Okay, so what, um, I, I know your, your answers always do everything, right? Yes to everything, but you know, obviously Instagram, you know, yes. What are the two other things I can do in 2017 to set us up right for 2018? So again, I think you know, watch what I do and and not what I say. I think you should be. Right. I think you should literally get an intern from a local high school or college if you can't afford it, or if you can't afford it, or you have a relative. I think they should literally film you every single day, and you should put out a piece of content for third. You know. Three minute, seven minute, 19 minute video on a day to day basis, Lyle's barbecue day to day, every single day. From those videos, I think you should do four posts on Instagram, seven on Twitter, five on Facebook, and I think you should start a barbecue podcast, Kentucky barbecue podcast, and put out a show once a week on audio. Above and beyond right. working every day and taking right. care of your little guy. If you're as hungry as you fucking say you are. But if you were, then you would have posted and that four day gap wouldn't exist because you That's posted right. before but, the but four I'm, days. But I'm, John, I'm empathetic. He's the Chandler's deemed that, you know, that's not as important. Facebook ads are working better. And Chandler, you know, what's fun to talk to you is you know my spiel, which is like, fine, that's doing better now, but it's also because you're not doing Instagram right. well. Right, no, absolutely. You're, you're right about that. We, uh, we just need to go back to doing some homework and, and, and get into practicing. You're 100% right. I want to add one more uh, thing if I can for you. If sure. you can increase your guest frequency by one visit a month, that's a 12 to 15% increase in revenue. Right. One visit more per month is 12 to 15%. You need to work on that as well. So you need to have the frequency programs in place. You need to have programs to get people that come midweek back on weekends. People that have a propensity to come on weekends, to come back midweek. You need to work this uh, uh, in a more immediacy type of a way. You've got to increase frequency as well, especially in a market like yours where you can only get too many, so many new customers. You got a lot of barbecue in your area. So, sure, yeah, so, no, absolutely. So sometimes it isn't a question of adding more customers. Sometimes it's a question of adding more customers and more frequency. And that's the right. combo that together will make you much more successful. There's also an insight well, to the well, way John, you... let me ask you this ahead, really like, fast. Re yeah. Really quick. Go ahead. In, 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 in restaurant business, you know, pricing is, is key. Now, and I know, like, with us being a fast casual restaurant, John, where do you think the price point needs to be average ticket-wise? Because well, I'm under the belief that we're, because we make everything from scratch, we're priced just a little bit higher, and you know we do a lot to try to differentiate ourselves with marketing and, and telling stories on Facebook and things, but we're well, going to have to do better, obviously, it sounds like. But what price point do you think, and does that play into it at all? Well, let's say you were st selling a steak for uh, 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 half the price of somebody else, and somebody comes right. up to you and says, your steak is too expensive. They're not saying sure. it's too expensive because they pay twice the price for a steak someplace else. They're telling you your steak is not worth the price. So I don't okay. think you should ever lower your price. You need to make the statements that provide the value commensurate sure. with that price. So are you okay. saying the things, recipe, spec, our best ribs are the best in the world, the medius, it falls off the bone. You, got, you don't have an absolute value issue. You have a value perception issue. And there's a difference okay. between perceived value and absolute value. Sounds so like Gary. I wouldn't lower your prices. I would build my value statements. I, and what's right. interesting about that advice is there was something in the way that you were communicating about Facebook versus Instagram. I would highly recommend you think about branding versus sales. Too many people sure. no. when they're right, it's it's you know to, well yeah. it, you know if that's the case, 
you, I could just tell that you're a smart enough man to know a shitload of eyeballs are on Instagram. Right, yeah. So yeah. all, you know, no, so, they are, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was gonna say they are. I, I guess I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I'm doing that stupid thing where people like justify that it's not happening in their area or, um, but it's happening everywhere else. In the yeah, world, this, this whole just, notion that ran the, through your mind right. that nobody in fucking Lexington, Kentucky right. is on Instagram is ludicrous. You know, honestly, right. what you're doing is you're assuming an excuse which is worse sure. than making an excuse in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, you don't only... assume anything until you know it. That's what's exciting right. about this environment and the things that you're doing is you can test all of these. And it's not only what you do, it's how you do it, as Gary's saying, to make it more work effectively. But don't make the excuse out of the gate because then you're going to discount your initiative and your effort before you start. It's, it's interesting. Sure. I believe so much in driving people to your, if you've got quality, the cost of acquisition is something that is fascinating to me. So, for example, we're about to do something at Wine Library, my family business. We have a huge gourmet department. I want to continue to build it right. up. And we're about to create something called Free Food Friday. Like, we're going to give away a fuckload of free food. Like, just like, I don't know, show up between this three hours and we're going to give you a $20 food gift certificate. And the truth is, the cost of acquisition for us, that $20, because we know our business is so much better than a lot of other people's sure. business, that we can make that ROI positive in a two or three year window. I am fascinated. Now, look. Can I make that please. work for him? I do exactly the same thing Go in ahead. a different way. Go ahead. If you buy a guest through traditional media, yep. the cost of that guest is typically $40 to $80. Bingo. If you, so let's say your rib dinner costs you $5, food costs, the ribs, yeah. the potato, the platter, the whole thing. I would give out 100 coupons for a free rib dinner to people that have never been there before. No restrictions. So now, Gary walks up to the front door with a coupon. I got a coupon for a free rib dinner. Never been here before. Come on in. First of all, I don't pay till they come. Yep. Second, I'm paying $4.65, not $40 to $60 per each customer. Right. And then here's something that nobody else will tell you. If somebody goes to a restaurant for the first time and has a flawless experience, the statistical likelihood of them doing a second visit is about 40%. They come you back know, a second time and have yeah, a flawless yeah. experience. The statistical likelihood of a third visit is still about 42%. The third time they come, the statistical likelihood of a fourth visit is over 70%. So wow. you gotta market to three visits, not one. Visit one free wow. rib dinner. You sit them down, put yeah. a red napkin on the table, not a white one. Identify them as a first time customer, connect with them and work to get them back a second time and a third time. Once they're there the third time, you own them. My man, Holy Chandler, man, the I, red napkin thing is genius. Because you know, in a fast casual environment, we're not hitting that table size. Let me but let me give you let me give you a napkin that's red on the Chandler, table. Let me Can give I detail you, that go for ahead, him? Go ahead. Okay, so you put a red napkin at the table. Gary sits down. He's eating dinner. Now he's getting his free rib dinner. Orders water. Costs him nothing. I know he's right. a first time customer because he's got a red napkin. When he's leaving, right. the manager comes to the table, writes on the back of a business card, five dollars off chicken. Did you like the ribs? Love them. You gotta try my chicken. Come in for the chicken. Now I'm prompting a second visit. Not with a printed coupon, a handwritten yeah. card. Now he comes in yeah. for the second visit, drops the business card on the table. Everybody knows this is a second visit because Red Napkin was the first yep. visit. Second visit, oh you finish gosh, the yeah. meal, you go up, you say, so how was the chicken? It was freaking great. Are you full? Totally stuffed. Man, next time you gotta try my cheesecake. Piece, free piece of cheesecake. Now, three visits. 
Ribs cost Wait, a me pizza? Five, a piece, a piece of, of cheesecake. Oh, I thought a pizza-flavored so, no. cheesecake. So, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. So the rib dinner <laughs> cost me $5. The chicken was yeah. a washout. That's it right. It was a discount. That's right. The cheesecake is $1.35. Right. For about $6, you got three visits out of them with a 70% likelihood of a fourth. Let, that's the way you right. market a restaurant within that, the four walls of it. That is, that is, that is, that is huge, right? That's Chandler, why you two are the best. Chandler, let me give you, let me get, listen, let me give you one more for the road, mister. There was, me a very, want, there was a man. very interesting <laughs> thing that John said, because I grew up in that environment too. And John's from the traditional marketing world that we grew up in, from pulling from his world. Notice how he said, first time customer, I'll give it to you. Because the traditional retail and bar thing is like, look, it's more, exp- like if you already got somebody in the funnel, the cost of acquisition for a new buddy is very, very, very powerful. I used to mm-hmm. do that too, but it was tricky, right? Because now some of your old time customers may see that and they've got that angst of, wait a minute, why am I being not treated that way? As a loyal customer, you just want new people. And it's always been a, a friction for us, right? In the re- right? Now, right. I just went to Instagram, right? I typed in Lexington, Kentucky. Got it? Yes, sir. I'm looking at nine posts right now that are the top posts and ungodly amounts, unlimited amounts of people's posts that are from Lexington, Kentucky. I went down all the way down and that's from 48 minutes ago. 40 pictures down, 48 minutes ago. Thousands of people are posting right now on Instagram from Lexington, Kentucky. I go to the top nine posts. I click the middle one. It's a nice little cute couple, right? They got 298 likes. Abby, she's got two, she's from somewhere. She's part of a, fater, a sorority. It looks like she has two thousand three hundred eighty-seven followers. There's a triple dot in the top right corner on Instagram. I hit it. It lends me send her a message. I send her a message. Abby, see you in Lexington. We love being part of Lexington. Here's a twenty-dollar off coupon, ten-dollar off coupon, free chicken. Only she sees it. You're grabbing somebody who has a big social media profile. You've not hurt any of your loyal customers like me and John had to back in the day. She comes and she posts a picture of the food and creates word of mouth. Now that $5 acquisition created no friction to loyal customers and because she's now media, she amplifies it and you're getting an 80, 500, $4,000 media amplification against your five fucking dollars. And last one thing, don't discount. People get addicted to discounts. They don't get addicted to free. That's right. So give yeah, no, that, that's the one thing we've probably done right that we've never wavered on was discounts. I mean, that's, right. you don't cheapen the product for sure. Well, guys, I, I appreciate this. And I just want to say one thing. You know, when I separated from the Air Force you know, three years ago now, uh, I watched a ton of Bar Rescue and I watched a ton of Gary's content. And you guys and the content you put out really helped me build this business from literally we were a tent on the side of the road to now we have our uh, – a brick and mortar business with very little debt on it and that's something you guys helped me with. So I am eternally grateful and if you're ever in Lexington, first rack of ribs is on me and no red napkin needed. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and, 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 uh, and I'll end with thank you for what you've done for this amazing country that has created a framework for us to be all able to do this. That's right. All right. And uh, if anybody out there, YouTube, Lyle's Barbecue Company, check us out. <laughs> I love a good plug at the end. John. I love that. Yeah. Just start with no, all no, those. No, no, no. They start with those, and then you you, you oh. get them to come. To hey, you. man, it's Gary Vee, and you're in the Ask Gary well. Vee show with Logic. Swag. Oh, what's up? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, I'm awesome. Yeah, you swagging? Yeah, man. Logic, <laughs> I love you, man. Gary, you're really inspirational as well. I oh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. So what kind of what kind of question do you have? What can we answer for you? 
I mean, no, I just feel like a lot you, of things that I'm trying to do that everyone's against me on them. Like everybody, like, like your mom? Like your ideas? Yeah, like parents and all of that, like friends. Fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I believe that, by the way. I mean, to some extent. Love, of love your family, but... So what are, you, what are you up to? What's your name again? You know, I mean, what I really love to do is lacrosse. Like, I've been playing lacrosse for four or five years, and there's nothing more I enjoy to do. And But, like, there's just nothing that I can really do to take me to the next level. Let me ask you a question, real quick. Let me ask you one question. When you say there is nothing more that you love to do, when it comes to lacrosse, do you really mean that? Do you really mean that there is nothing more that you love? Or could you, could you, could you ever see yourself? Because one, you should go for it. Go for it if that's what you want to do. But I always love to think long term as well. Because you might want to play lacrosse, but what happens if, if... You become 41. Yes. So it's like, would you still want to be involved? Would you still want to... I'm, no, I'm just being real. Like Age takes a toll on the body. So it's like, is playing lacrosse the only thing that's ever going to make you happy? Or are there other outcomes as well that surround lacrosse that you can go have a great career in lacrosse, but then also see the end result of like being a commentator or being a coach or this just being exactly involved? Right. What do you really want You know, when, you, when you're smart. 41 years old with, just, a, with a family? I just want to be involved. Like I enjoy the creativity, you know, all of that. And so what's the sto- what's the story? Everybody in your family and friends say, well, there's no, there's not like even major league lacrosse. It's not like a real lifestyle. Like you can't become a lacrosse. Yeah. Got it. So well, like. That's bullshit, by the way. Know, like I, I just don't enjoy school. Like, you know, I just like, um, I'm actually, like, I've been told I'm extremely smart, but I just don't enjoy school, so, like, I, you know, I haven't been trying. How old are you? I'm 14. Jeez, we're on fire with 14-year-olds. What's your name again, my man? (laughs) I'm Victor. Victor, so listen, let me give you a really good piece of advice and make sure your parents watch this video. You can always get a job. So true. Like, Like, you can do whatever they want and what you want very easily. You can go and play lacrosse in college. You can, you can try out for major league lacrosse teams. You can either succeed or fail. But I got good news for you. When you're 27, which is a ridiculous young man, you can just go get a job. That's true. You can go get a job, but yeah. you can never go back, bro. You can never go back to 21 years old and, and, and kind of, you know, take that leap of faith. So, like, just, just, you know, plan. You're so young, but, like, plan, but just do it, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> you love giving that advice? Yeah. Like, Victor, listen. Well, lot, well, lot, listen, you're talking to two guys who created scenarios in their head and they lived it and not everybody goes through that. So you've got to rationalize what's going on here, which is you've got two ridiculously optimistic people because they've seen some of what they've wanted to achieve through in a world where most people told them no, right? So, but here's where yours is practical. Like, you, you're 14 which is like four seconds ago, right? So you've got to factor that in how young you are, but, but you're going to be able to do both. You're going to be able to make your parents and your haters happy because you can run the course of school and you're going to be able to, like right now, just be ridiculously great at lacrosse and get a scholarship and go play at John Hopkins or Syracuse or be big time. And you, you've got literally, literally eight years until you have to make a decision if you want to become a professional lacrosse player. Instead of dwelling on, oh, everybody doesn't think I can, go throw the lacrosse ball against the wall. Totally. Like, just get great. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like none of this is gonna play out if you don't get great. You're gonna lose to them if you don't get great. So like every minute you even think about it, turn that into thinking about how to become great and put in the work to become great. Let the chips fall. Listen, I'm 41. There was a lot of kids that were told stop playing video games and go get good grades and become a lawyer and they're making $137,000 a year right now, miserable, hate their lives because they listened to their parents yet they were actually great at video games and they could make $14 million a year as an esports star but we didn't know 20 years ago that Twitch was coming. So Your parents don't know in 11 years from now that lacrosse is now a bigger niche sport because the Major League Lacrosse organization made a deal with Snapchat, became the first over-the-top sport on Snapchat and every kid 11 and 19 became a lacrosse fan because they used Snapchat the way that WWF used you know, pay-per-view Crazy. and it became a big thing. Goddamn, I'm inspired. <laughs> Do you understand, Victor? Yeah. So we don't know what the next decade looks like when you're gonna actually become, maybe major league lacrosse players make $4 million a year in 10 years. I don't think so, because a lot has to happen. But it doesn't matter what I think, and more importantly, if you make $83,000 a year, $50,000 a year, or be like an old school athlete. Do you know major league baseball players had jobs in the summer in the 50s and 60s? They love being baseball players. These are fucking Hall of Famers, Victor. Happiness, man. It's just about happiness, bro. That's all that matters is your happiness. Other people are going to tell you what they think you should do or what they would do if they were you, but they're not you, bro. They're not you. So just be happy and do what you love. Stay passionate. You know, be smart and and have fun and take risk. And be a wuzzle. A wuzzle is a 1984 cartoon where two animals were in one animal. Be a wuzzle. Be a professional lacrosse player and a fucking doctor. And Grandma fucking Victor is thrilled. Swag. I love how we're talking to 14-year-old kids today. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like if you look at lacrosse. Lacrosse is growing like disgustingly fast, and like that's dude, I'm 41. Lacrosse has been growing disgustingly fast since I was 14. So be careful, but it doesn't matter. Be happy and execute on your thing. Don't justify your dreams. Execute on them. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, put that shit. Yeah, on that was shirt, I'm gonna. That's <laughs> actually what ooh was. All right, Victor, we gotta go, my man. We wish you well. See ya. Thanks, Peace. Thank you. Thanks, All right, one more. Damn, that's crucial. Yeah, don't. Nick from Bowling Green. Nick, are wow. you there? Yes, man. You yeah, made it. I'm you here. penetrated. You've won this rare. I mean, the odds of you breaking through were very high, but you did it, Nick from Bowling Green. Dude, yeah. that is amazing. I can't. I, like, it showed up. It was like this might be Vayner Media, but we're not sure. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're familiar with that. What a, what a, what's your, Apple what? knows you, man. It's awesome. Amazing. Wow. So, what's Holy your question, crap. brother? Uh, actually, um, yeah, my, 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 I guess, man, golly, cool. Hold on, I gotta like relax a little bit. Um, Deep breath. So, my, my, my question is, is so, I, I feel like, like I've listened to you. I've, I've, I've done a lot of your, um, I've consumed a lot of your content, and I'm trying to dwindle that and just hustle and work. My thing is, is like you said, be self-aware, and I realize I know I'm not an entrepreneur. I guarantee it. Like I'm just not Good. organized enough, not anal enough. Yeah. By um, the way, real quick, no. I am neither organized or anal. Be you, man. Be oh. you. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. What I am is okay, completely okay, okay. fearless, and that is that to me is the one that you need to be because entrepreneurship is lonely and scary. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is like I I don't. Like, I can't do that. Like, I've, I mean, I've had discussions with my father who thinks that he can. Good for you. And I'm just like, we can't. So I wish I, I wasn't. Know. It's hard. I mean it. Yeah, like, you yeah. need to, good for you. So what? So what's the punchline? So the punchline is, is like, 
I think I have a talent for talking and just just talking about like football because I'm in love with football, which I think is, I mean, like who's your team? Oh, man, I'm on. I. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, definitely, okay. first right. and foremost. Eric, not, by the I'm way, Eric Decker telling. is an amazing signing, and I think Mariota is, is a breakthrough player. Stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. As long as he stays healthy, man, I'm, I'm excited about this year. Like, I saw USA Today was like, hey, they're going to be 12 and 4. I'm like, awesome. Dude, don't listen to fucking like, USA Today. Are they still a newspaper? <laughs> by the way, that same USA Today, that same USA Today said the Jets were going to be 1 and 15, and I was like, yes, Sam Darnold. You love Josh yeah, McCown, exactly, don't you? Exactly, exactly. As a human, yeah, I know. But, uh, it's so really sad. You know, he wants to win with your team. I'm sure he does. Did you hear what Brandon dude. Marshall had to say? I'm about, sure. Yeah, they had to apologize. You know, he took the high road. Nick, I don't know if you heard, but Linda and I are starting what's going to be the number one it sports is. radio show in America. We probably need a third member. You could be like, the, that sidekick. Honestly, honestly, the thing is, is like that's exactly what I want to do. No shit, I want Dick. to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing about it other than the random lottery that might have just happened that has no chance of happening? Right. Nick from Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Linda and Gary and Nick, Nick from, from Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what, what do you I'm do? doing Nick, about you it? You need to I'm, put out content every day. Right. You should basically create SportsCenter on Twitter and Instagram every day. Phone to your YouTube, face. YouTube, man. Anything. It's so easy now. Yeah, Linda's pissed. She had to take That's a tape. That's right. From February to fucking July, she sat on a fucking tape. I basically Nick, walked across the country. Nick, Let's she embellish. She sat on a tape for six months. Yes. What are you doing? I, so okay, what I'm doing is I'm getting I'm getting in contact, especially with fantasy football uh, podcast producers, good, good. and I'm offering opportunities for me to just read articles that happen to be on good. their site good. that they can't read and sending it to because them. Because they're but not like, good at reading, or they don't have time to read. <laughs> uh, it's more that they pro they probably just don't have time to read because I mean if they're doing podcasts, Lord willing, they have good voices and they're sure. good at reading. Are you good? Uh, are you good at reading? Yes, I'm very good at reading. I'm, I'm atrocious very I mean, at reading. No, really, I can't read for shit. <laughs> I loved reading. I was always the kid that's in that's class, and that that's was why I could have never why. done. I probably would have been the. I probably would be in the sports broadcasting hall of fame if I could read. I probably, probably would have went down that that's route. That's why our radio show is going to work because you don't have to read. You're just talking. It's awesome. You're weaving in and out ideas and opinions. Linda, Nick from Bowling Green, I have something amazing to tell you. I did okay. a show on Sirius called Wine and Web for about yes. seven months with Jake's dad. Well this aware. Is real. Oh, Sam Ben Ruby. Sam Ben Ruby, a legend, radio executive. The first, I, so I do nothing. I prep nothing. I do my first show. I go in, and it goes to commercial time, and I have to do a live read. In the history of my life, I've never done anything more embarrassing. How long did it take you to get through the 30 seconds? Oh, t seven years. <laughs> Not one thing right. Complete disaster. I fucking like. I'm, you know, I never get flustered, but like, I won't even like read the fucking like Jewish stuff at Rosh Hashanah <laughs> because I'm like so bad at Baruch reading, right? Atado, no. Yes. So I am flustered. Sam Ben and Ruby runs in. Everything up to this point is like legend. Like I'm gonna be the next fucking Howard Stern. But now he walks in, and goes fuck. He goes, okay, listen, do what Howard did. Read it beforehand and then improv it. Literally the next commercial. The greatest live read of course. in the history of radio. That's why Howard's great because he did that and you That's pulled what that I off. do. Guess you what? copied it. I have great win. news. This is real. The producer of that show, yeah. Jordan, emails me randomly the other day. He has the tape. 
So I'm going to air it. So you too have a tape. Like I, I have a I tape. Call, listen, I'm 41. I'm no spring fucking chicken. I call it tape too. Nick from Bowling Green. What yeah. else are you doing? Because randomly DMing people that have sports, fantasy sports podcasts and offering to read things for them feels okay. I feel like there's more moves in you. I... I, I tried starting a vlog and tried to, 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 no, okay, not tried. I recorded one video of me. I guess, like, my fear about the document versus creating is, like, if I'm going to do something about sports, I, like, I would be better if I've got, like, um, somebody to partner with. And I'm not saying, like, y'all. Okay. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Cause I don't, but, like, being able to have somebody who is, like, a, a, an analyst, but then be able to have me where I could just, you know, talk to them and like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You and, the Yang, you feel. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, well, good and news. So, what's your What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at N Perquet, my last name, at N Perquet. Spell it, change it. Linda, <laughs> 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 is that your actual last name? Yeah. What? Yeah, Cone. Cone. Okay. Cone. Yeah, yes, okay. that's my last name, yeah. As somebody named but Vaynerchuk, do not change it, just spell it for me. Okay. N- okay. P R I Q U E T T E. Linda, that's like a classic fucking hockey last name. Why are you mad at him? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, we'll try to figure it out later. But we understand he's better playing off people because yes. solo, it's a little slow listen. Yes, listen, Linda's giving you honest. Yeah. Hall of Famers know how to analyze. Legit. Right? How would you say okay. I'm doing? A, say, say an, a, an A plus. Thank you. And Nick from Bowling Green, when Nick, he's solo, Nick needs to like. I like the side Nick, give kick me role. The, give me the answer. How he is, needs help. What's the grade? F. The grade right? No, I'm not going to okay. give him an F. D minus. I would. I. I think he could do. I'll go C minus. Okay, Nick. I'm an A plus. You're a C minus. And I'm being kind, Nick. Yes, we know she really <laughs> wanted to give an F. I think the fact that you just put out your handle, we're gonna throw it up on everything here. There are thousands of people who follow me that love sports, who think they're the yin to your yang, and they're gonna connect with you on Twitter, and you're literally gonna find your partner in crime through getting through to this call, and it's gonna change your life, and there's gonna be a 30 for 30 one day in 71 years about Nick from Bowling Green and Sally from Arkansas. And and Nick, block out the noise, ignore the the ugly mentions you might get on Twitter after this. Okay, you you never know. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I will. Because you have to, you know, that's, Gary knows this. You have to treat the good news with the bad news, the good reaction with the bad news. I prefer the bad news, Linda. I know you do. Yeah. I love when well, people, when you showed me that penguin's towel, that's it. secretly I was like, fuck yeah. But you know I'll what I love? Show you well, here's this, this is what I love from one of your videos. I hear everything you're saying. I know. I love what one of your videos is like, don't just rip me, rip my opinion. Tell me what's better. I love it. Give me your opinion. But that's what yeah. I love that you say that in your videos listen, to the people that have with these stupid mentions. A hundred, listen, I prefer the negativity because it feeds me. I prefer the positivity because it feeds me. Now what? Yeah, I'm all about find the positive. Right. I thought Nick was a little too negative. And I'll no, be- Nick's still here. Linda. Oh, Nick. <laughs> Talk to him directly. <laughs> Talk to him directly. Linda, Linda, Linda. Nick, I you're a little bit negative. Okay. okay. You said your piece. You said I, he's I a F and he's negative. Nick, hold on. Go ahead. What? I gave him a C minus because I felt bad. I ripped his name. Nick, go what ahead. What do you think? Yeah. I was just, I was just saying, like, like Linda, like I know I got it. So I got a C minus because you're being sweet and nice. And, and I ripped your name and I felt bad. 
you no, go, that's Nick. okay. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm gonna get sh- I'm gonna get shit for my name anyway. It's all yes. right. Um, the thing is, is I, I I want your your critique. I want your neg. I, well, not your negative, but like your critiquing of why I made the C minus as opposed to. I mean, obviously, I can't. I will say this. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. Here's why. I want to say is this call has continued. Yes. Uh, ad nauseum yes. uh, how long it's been I agree <laughs> hasn't we haven't even started <laughs> okay. we're in the national anthem of a 19 inning game to give you context of how Rangers long I'm keeping for, uh, Nick Mets and from Braves played a 19 inning game remember that Islanders game? fucking Capitals playoff yes, game yes five yes. overtimes that's Pat Lafontaine what, that's what this call is yes. going to turn into okay Tyler's sweating <laughs> Constantine's at some fucking sushi place my daughter, waiting for my me my daughter Sammy Sammy's might be at the door you know the doctor's in the building which Constantine is this is this Morales no this is the only Constantine I know like a like a pharma company is a good friend of mine oh, now nice. client but huge All right, boxing back to Nick. fan Nick from Nick, here's Green. the deal you've loosened up as this call has gone along yes. which shows progress which I find the positive so out maybe of it's it. now a real C minus no I no it's not and I really think once he has some material to talk about and feel comfortable in his surroundings and knows that he belongs in a situation I think his personality will come out and he'll challenge those he works with hey Nick let me yeah. throw you a curveball that's intended with serious love ready okay. I'm yep. going to give you an F, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not that I actually mean it, but I'm going to try to inspire you. Tough love. You and everybody else. The number of okay. people that I asked for critiques and phone calls I made to critique me and what I did in my career, goose fucking egg. As a matter of fact, Robert Parrish, double goose egg. Wow. I would tell you that I am obsessed with doing. Let me give you a really, really, really good piece of advice for you and everybody else. Linda, out the gate, right? Playing hockey with the boys. She just did. She would hear feedback, but she did, 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 did. I genuinely believe that people looking for feedback or perfection, there's just a million excuses for not doing. You should 100% produce audio podcast form, audio files on Anchor, you're following me, fucking play along and do sports center, play along with somebody on like just do brother. Everybody's coming up with excuses. It comes from insecurity. I get it. But the reason I want to give you an F is I want you to hang up and be like, "You know what? Fuck Linda, fuck Gary. I'm going to go out and just do shit. Like just start putting stuff on. I'm going to use a joke here. Put shit on tape. Just fucking Linda had to fucking bake fucking cookies, cookies. to trick people into producing something that could be seen. You can sit in your fucking underpants in an hour and have 10,000 times more people see it in an hour. Nick, you're living through the greatest era of production and distribution of content in the history of mankind. Take advantage of it. Block out all the other voices. Fuck everybody else and just fucking do. Got it? Got it. Good. You, you never want to look back and say it and try. That's my yeah. yeah. Just do, man. Don't worry. Thing. Who gives a fuck what Linda said? I don't give a fuck that she's a well, Hall of Famer. I'm actually. I, fuck her critique. I think you know he what has hope. She I, was, I found the She's positive. a fucking Hall of Famer. All time <laughs> appearances on Sports Center. Right. And two years in, those fuck faces said to her, "You're on yeah. the way out." On what? So what does that yeah. have to tell you? Yeah. Don't do you understand? Good. See ya. Okay. Bye, Nick. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.